You see it every day. The first dollar you earn from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. A reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. It kind of makes me sad because I love Bruce Willis. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I think bringing Harrison Ford in was fine. I mean, like I said, it made me sad because I just don't like seeing him get old. But I do think he did a good job. I think he was great. And he had some funny lines when when they're flying the helicopters and mm-hmm. and uh, and he's in the he's in the helicopter with Yang and Trench. And he's like in the helicopter behind him and he's like, Yang, hit something, you know? And so he starts like firing at the other copters and one of them crashes and he's like, good. You know, and I, was like, I mean, it was funny. Oh, and the whole thing where he doesn't understand what Jason Statham is saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. Like, that was great. What goddamn language is that? You know, yes. Stop mumbling. I, I can't understand a word this guy's saying. Like that was really funny. I, I like that. I thought that was cute. So I was happy to have him there. I did miss Bruce Willis, but, you know, I think that, that bringing Harrison Ford in was a fun thing to do. Well, I was going to say, Beefy Beer just said that uh, Stallone's quote was that he was greedy and lazy, uh, apparently. So uh, that's, okay. yeah, that's what happened to him. I to do with greed. Yeah. I, I remember there being something about greed, which just makes me sad. I yeah. hate that shit. Oh, here we go. Bruce Willis was set to reprise his role of Mr. Church at a salary of three million, uh, seven hundred fifty grand per day for four consecutive days. When he demanded uh, a million a day per day, uh, in, per day instead, Stallone and the producers refused, and he left the film. Within three days, Stallone was able to get Harrison Ford to replace uh, Ford's short notice. Uh, quip, uh, as used in the trailer, alludes to the events, which were well publicized long before the. So they actually they made a joke about it. Um, but uh, so wow, um, that's uh, seriously. One, he, can't, wanna... he can't step out of his house for less than a million dollars a day. I mean, what is yeah. that? Yeah, I, I don't know what that was about. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. That's more than I'll make in my lifetime. Jackass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just a little bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's I guess sad. the the other thing I had forgotten about is that uh. Wesley Snipes was supposed to play Terry Crews' part, but uh, couldn't because of the whole tax evasion thing. And so, um, you remember they made a joke about that in the movie, right? They were what were you locked up for? And he said tax evasion. Tax evasion, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, it, it, that it's just you know, um, and, and I I just feel like there's some a, a certain irony in that. Um, I I feel like if I'm on a film called The Expendables, I'm not going to be uh, fighting over uh, over pay because, truth be told, I, I I'm expendable at this point if I'm in the movie The Expendables so <laughs> I should know I can be replaced so I don't and know he was he was and it was it worked out well one more beef I have with this and mm-hmm. then I'm done um, but way back if you go way back to when this movie before it even came out there is a huge there's a poster for this film that includes the entire cast mm-hmm. it's like every name that's in this film is on this poster and then of course the names are across the top except yep. And it breaks my heart. Robert Dobby, his name is at the top of the poster, but his face is not there. 
Really? I didn't it's notice like that. It's like he didn't show up for, for picture day at school or something. I'm going to see if, I, if I'm... And not... uh, when it's clear, I mean, it's probably... The whole thing is Photoshopped anyway. I mean, I really don't think they got everybody together to post Yes. But, but the... it makes me sad because his name is at the top of the poster, but you yes. can't work his face in there. Oh, I mean, you're right. I mean, and I love him, you know? And the whole time I'm looking at it, I'm like, surely he's in here somewhere. Like, he's it, the only one. He didn't he make it. Kellen Lutz on there. Yeah. And Hemsworth wasn't the. No, no, Hemsworth is dead, I think. Or was there oh, another yeah, Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but whoever these other people are that we don't whoever know. Whoever the other guy is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but you can't, you can't fit Robert Davi. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I have a little name drop story about Robert Davi um, that to throw in here. I don't know if I should, but uh, what I, I reviewed a film that he did with Dolph Lundgren um, called uh, I think it was called uh, Battle for Redemption or, or I don't remember. It was I, it's horrible that I can't remember it. I'm going to be talking about the movie, but um, but um, but anyway, um, Robert Davi's character uh, was supposed to be from England, um, and he was supposed to be like his nephew was played by um. Uh, What's his face? Oh, I can't. Vinny, Vinny Jones. Um, but um, but his character's English accent would go in and out. And I made a comment about that that it seemed like you know he was he, he was kind of like he, he had it sometimes and he kind of didn't you know if maybe he just wasn't <laughs> sure. So he commented on the blog and he said, well, what I was going for was my character had been in the United States for a long time and I'd noticed that Brits who who live in the United States for a long time their accent gets thicker when they're around other Brits and so I was trying to make it thicker for oh, Vinny. Oh. And so I went back in and I I re revised my 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 review uh, and wrote that part in to give him credit for that. I was like, I was so happy that he, you know, I, I, I was stoked that he even commented, you know, that say something. But I mean, he was very gracious about it. Um, I don't remember if he made a comment. He may have emailed me about it. Um, either way, but um, what a cool thing, though. I mean, and and what a thoughtful thing for him to do with his character, mm -hmm. you know. And it's it's unfortunate that it maybe didn't come across that way, but it's a good idea. It's a very thoughtful idea. Well, exactly, and I, you know, I was like, well, if that's what he was going for, I'm going to give him credit for it, you know. I, and I, I, I was, I was mad I at myself like for not thinking of it. So yeah, I, I, so you know, it's funny when they're gracious, when an actor is gracious enough to even go on the page and say something like that. It's yeah, how do you not love that? Um, I mean, I loved him before that, of course. I've always been a Dobby fan, but that was just like, wow, okay, Mr. Dobby, you're, you know, what a great guy. Yeah, they can't even put him on the damn poster. I that know. Hmm. And I thought he had a nice Russian accent for this film. I, I thought his Russian accent really played up the whole thing that was going on with this movie. I mean, this movie had a lot of like um, I don't want to say yucky up mo moments, but it was it was it was definitely kind of I don't want to say not serious, but um, it had its silly moments. And I, I thought his Russian accent, I thought he was kind of having fun with it, you know. Um, and and he seemed to get what this movie was about. And he, he and Gibson were pretty good together. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, old guy. Yeah. I loved all the old guys yes. <laughs> because that's what these movies are about. That's the whole right. point. The whole, the whole point of it. it's like it was like yeah, it was an Expendables movie without the Expendables, right? Exactly. It's like it was a it was it was a, a, an Expendables bait and switch almost, right? It was you know it was a. And then of course you've got that end that scene um, where we before we go into the last battle where you know Antonio Banderas and and Stallone are on the plane. And then he looks out and, and Banderas is like, who are those guys? And he's like, that's my old crew. I'm like, oh, what a shock. They, yeah, they I didn't up. see it coming. I didn't I see it coming. I never saw that coming. I no. didn't think they were going to come back at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was just going to – I thought Stallone and, 
and 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 Banderas were just going to go through that place like like uh, like Glover and and Gibson before as a nod, as almost like an irony, right? That that Gibson would get taken out with his own lethal weapon style defeat. You know, that's what I was expecting. So when I saw them on the tarmac, I was like, whoa! Didn't see that coming. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, zing. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, again, like, that's the whole thing. It's like, we knew it was going to happen, so why why wait that long? Why take exactly. that much time to get why us there? Why the charade? Why yeah. give us all that extra long run time when we don't need it? And uh, we were in Best Buy today, mm-hmm. just wandering around, as we do. And I saw a copy of Expendables 3 on Blu-ray, the unrated version. Mm. Ah. I'm like, oh, but... They knew this film was going to be PG-13 before they sh- like before they shot it. So, mm-hmm. what I mean, they went into this film to make it PG-13, as far as my understanding is. I really don't believe that the unrated version is going to have that much extra. No. I really don't, and so I don't, I don't really see the point. To, I mean, it's not like they made it a hard R and then trimmed it down for the theater. Because I'm pretty sure that decision was made early on. So I'm not really sure what kind of unrated would be there. You know, like, I don't even know if it's worth it. But um, I was just like, oh, you t-. I mean, except that they're going to maybe try to get in the people who were disappointed by the fact that it was PG-13. And then like, oh, look, unrated version. Let me jump on that. Yeah. Well, maybe that was part of Stallone's plan was to sell an unrated version on DVD to make boost uh, – DVD sales, but I, I I don't know for sure, but I think this it, it hurt him in the uh, in the box office to make it PG thirteen. I I'm pretty certain that it did. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were upset about that, and um, you know, I mean, considering like I said, considering the two previous films had been R, I I it makes sense to me to yeah. be upset about that because you expect a certain level of violence in these films or even language. Because I mean, like you said, these guys are. <laughs> Look at these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, do you really think they're going to be standing around a bar going like shucks and darn? You know, I mean, yes. these yeah, are exactly. Hardcore mercenary killers. They're going to be throwing fuck around a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it just sort of. Not that I'm saying you need it, but when you're used to it or when you. I don't know. I just think third film in a series, bad idea. Well, you know, I, I just looked up Fast and the Furious 7 just to kind of see what that one... And that one's PG-13, too. I, I, you know, I don't know... Um, you know, it seems like a lot of these must be must be uh, PG-13 on some level. Um, but, man, I, I just, you know... Um, I think that maybe the action film demographic these days, that maybe they're targeting the younger folks... Um, which I think with a lot of action films that makes sense. Maybe with the Fast and Furious films it makes sense because you know fast cars and driving, and they usually have like, um, like newer music and stuff. Right. But I, I just think with this series, the audience is us. Yes. You know, the audience is us and older, or us and maybe a little bit younger. But it's mainly like around our age. Yeah. You know, because we're the people who knew these guys, who knew these guys from hard R action films in the 80s when shit would get all kinds of blown up and messed up and bloody. Well, well that's what I was going to say is that, um, 
you know, I'm excited to look it up. Even the first Fast and the Furious was PG-13. And and like I said, you know, that, that Dark Knight movie was, was PG-13. Like, like it, it's one of the things that uh, everybody makes fun of about the United States is that we love violence. Like, we, we, we you know, if you could, uh, you can, you know, give somebody a bloody smile in a movie or, or shoot them and kill them. But uh, if you show their boobs, if, if they show their boobs or if they have sex, it's, it's suddenly a, a PG-13 film. Um, but I, I agree with you that there is something about the R-rate. We grew up with R-rated action films. You know, we grew up with the, exactly. the Rambos were R-rated. Cobra was R-rated. Um, the, the, the Terminators. I don't know if Terminator 2 was, was R-rated, but I know the first Terminator was. Robocop um, it, was Robocop, R-rated. Oh, Robocop was. And the funny thing about Robocop, I think it was almost uh, uh, X, right, or NC-17. Yeah. And um and and um and um um, uh, it, it's funny like uh, Verhoeven always jokes that the film actually became scarier when uh when they took the blood out and made it R because um it it the the the, the violence if you watch the I, I I haven't seen the cut version in a long time the R rated version because you know usually the version we have is the, is the the unrated um version that's out now because that was Verhoeven's cut um. But the, if you watch the older, like for example, when um when that that big robot, uh the the, the one that um was was no good, um shoots the guy in, in the in the the, the 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 office, if you watch the R-rated version, it's very scary because you really only see the guy's face as he's getting killed, and 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 you kind of see everybody's reaction to it. Whereas if you see the 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 unrated version, you see all the blood, and it looks almost comical, which is what Verhoeven was going for. He wanted sort of a comic-like violence in the film. Um, and so it's actually scarier to, to have it cut. Um, but, you know, the, those, like you said, those are the films that we grew up with, and, and I just felt like that first Expendables especially was such a kick-ass movie that it, you know, it, it wasn't, the thing about it was it wasn't like these modern PG-13 actioners. It was a kick-ass, like, you know, throwback to the 80s and 90s that we loved and um and i, I think you're right the, the move to make it pg-13 if for whatever reason if if maybe stallone felt like we were going to be tired of a third expendables and we weren't going to come around to it um which i i don't know how true that is i mean all of the there's so many you know like the the, the the franchise is back as far as action film goes there's the fast and furious franchise out there um you know, a lot of other ones are trying to make re- returns, like uh, the, the Transporter. Well, the Transporter series, even though the new film is completely separate from the previous films. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, but they're, they're trying to get them back. They're, you know, the old franchises that we were used to were coming back. Taken, and even taken. though every one of those is, is exactly the same. Right, exactly. <laughs> but people like it. You know, people like coming back and for that same impossible. one. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I think The Expendables has that that feel to it. You know, uh, yes, the second one was a little bit of a of a downer from the first one, but I mean, I don't know how you you keep that energy up from the first one. Um but it had so many great moments that were so much fun like you said with Chuck Norris in the film. Um Van Damme as the baddie was great. Scott Adkins as his henchman was great, oh, which Oh, yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah, all of that was good, and, and I think that is one thing that, that this film was missing too. Is that you know Mel Gibson didn't have a good henchman, and Ronda Rousey would have made a good henchman for him. You know, if all she had to do was scowl and look angry and and sold. choke out, She's yeah, done. sold, she choke out. It. All we need you to do is choke out Kellen Lutz, and that's it. You're good to go. And then you know, bring in Zoe Bell, bring in somebody else that's you know uh, somebody that that's friend. You know, I think she is somebody that would work on a level that's close to you know or you know maybe a pam greer right i mean i don't know if pam greer um oh man well you know they're talking about doing the or have been for a while the female expendables yeah um i forget what it's actually called um shit something like butter, 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 butter. but it had and i forget the name but anyway the um 
the I hope they do that. I think that would be really badass. And uh, I forget now who the whole list of people that were going to be in it, but I think Pam Greer was being talked about. There's uh, definitely she was also in the movie with Zoe Bell that we covered. Um, uh, Cynthia Rothrock? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, she would have been great. I, I get the sense that Cynthia Rothrock is not doing these movies anymore. Because um, she she sat out the, the Mercenaries movie. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it was the Expendables and she is on the, the main team and she gets to fight uh, Ronda Rousey, and you know, I think Ronda Rousey would be a dream for Ronda Rousey to get her ass kicked on screen by Cynthia Rothrock or Pam Greer. Um, I, I think that's something that she would love. I think for me as a guy, you oh, know, I, I would, would love it. I want, yeah, I exactly. Want Pam Greer to kick my ass. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Pam Greer would have been great as, as you know, I mean, because, you know, I, there isn't much, you know, I, I mean, Pam Greer, I think, you know, if you give her like a beret and an army suit and some 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 heavy duty weaponry, it would have been fantastic. You know, to have her. You know, and and you know, no nonsense. You know, and, and Stallone's like, oh yeah, you know, she's she'd been on my team before. She was, you know, they make a joke about where she was, right? Maybe she was uh, relaxing in Europe or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, but uh, but but you know, I I think. That that would have been good, and then Ronda Rousey as the as the, the henchman, the same way Scott Adkins was the henchman. Um, you know, Gary Daniels and and Steve Austin, two other newer guys, right, were henchmen in the first one. Um, I I think Ronda Rousey, you know, I think you got to earn the stripe of being um, one of the good guys, one of the Expendables. That's yeah. an excellent point. If you want to break them in, then start them out as something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, make them make them the the second to the Mel Gibson character because his second didn't get to do a whole lot anyway. Yeah, and I, I think that that would have been fine for you know I think that would have been perfect for Ronda Rousey too, and I think for us that are fans of Ronda Rousey, because I I agree with you, I love her as a fighter. Um, you know one of the cool things she did is that she uh, refused to use the nickname Rowdy um, until uh, Roddy Piper actually told her that was because you know, his son uh, is is a uh, an MMA fighter, and uh, and they met one time, and he said no, you can use Rowdy. I I, I I give you my blessing to use it. I think it's great. You're a great Aww. fighter. Yeah, and so like she she tweeted about him when when he passed away about how how gracious he was and how you know how cool he was as a person. So you know, I mean, I think she, you know, I think she 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 has a future. I'd like to see her do movies. I'd like to see her do action films. But you know, I think you know had had she you know started out as as Bill Gibson's henchman, it would have been really cool for us to see her. She wouldn't have had to do much act acting wise, but she could have had some really good fight scenes. And again, I keep going back to this. She could have choked out Kellen Lutz when his team got captured. <laughs> you just really want to see that. <laughs> I, I think that's great. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. BV Beard said Pam Greer is like five foot two, not too intimidating. Well what is what is Stallone? Like five foot three? Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's um but I tell you what, Pam Greer is fucking badass. That's yeah. what, and and she she owns it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when she's on screen, she has a presence and she right. is demanding. And and yeah, you put some artillery in her hands, and yeah. she's pretty imposing. And and I mean, I think age wise, I think she's got to be pretty close to the. Um, but she looks fantastic. She looks fantastic. But oh my you know, god, I I don't think she's young. I think she's younger than Stallone and 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 Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? I don't think she, mm-hmm. you know, so she's but right in that. To, um, but definitely old enough to be part of the squad. You know, I mean, it's like, um, 
I'm not going to complain about her, you know, because she's plenty old. I mean, she's been around. She's been doing film since the 70s at right. least. I mean, maybe even back to, I don't know exactly when she got started. I know early 70s for sure. So. Well, exactly. Yeah, I, I would say, like, she's not too old. You know what I mean? Like, she's. No, no, no. Yeah, she's, she, she, she was making movies the same time Stallone was making, like, rock. Well, hell, and- if Helen Mirren can do red. Right, exactly. Good point. <laughs> That's a great point. I, and, and I think that would have been an inspired hire uh, for this film if Pam Greer is on the team and and she is, you know, part of the kick-ass team. Um, I think it would have been, you know, I, 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 I have no problem with, you know, with, I, I, like I, don't, I wasn't saying that they shouldn't have Ronda Rousey because, you know, we, we don't uh, need any lady energy on the crew. I think, you know, there, there are women out there who have done their thing for long enough that, that should have been recognized, you know, um, that should get a chance. And, and I think Pam Greer is one, uh, Cynthia Rothrock is another who have just really killed it for a long time, and and you know they they, they do, you know this, the, the Expendables has a as a vibe of of kind of like a you know you you've earned your stripes to be on that team, um, and and yeah some some of the lower end guys like Randy Couture Terry Crews um you know they maybe them not so much but um but the rest of the crew you know when you think of uh of of Stallone Statham Dolph. Um, even Banderas did a lot of action films in in the in the in the nineties uh, after he came over from, from Spain. So I mean, even he, I think he was in a film called Assassins with Stallone, wasn't he? Or oh, I was about to bring that up. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah. So so you know, I mean, all of these guys, and so I I think that that was another part of it too, is that um these these new guys getting captured and stuff and the passing the torch thing. Like we 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 don't need a torch pass. We we want you know we're we're coming to see Pam Greer more than we're coming to see Ronda Rousey because we, we grew up with Pam Greer's movies just as much, you know, or Cynthia Rothrock or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want them to pass the torch because the whole point of the extension exactly. is that it's the old guy, and that's right. what I'm going there to see. That's mm-hmm. why my ass is in the seat. <laughs> right. That's why you have my money. Right. That's what I want. And, mm-hmm. you know, cutting them out in a, for a solid chunk in the middle of the film mm-hmm. did nothing but piss me off. Yeah, and I mean, Chris, if if they only needed Bruce Willis for four days, I mean, I, and they were gonna get all they needed out of Bruce Willis in four days, and I guess that's apparently what they did with what's his face with with Harrison, Harrison Ford. He must he must have only done four days too, and he was he was fine. Um, you know, I mean, how many days did you need these guys for that you couldn't have them in a little bit more and the other guys in less and cut the the runtime down? Yeah, so basically what needs to happen, I guess, is I need to sit down across from Stallone right. and go, well, fuck, dude. Yeah. Except that's going to cost me, if it if I go by how much he charged people the last time he did the whole, the autograph picture thing at conventions, <laughs> which was like $450 or right. something, yeah. that would cost me an arm and a leg just to ask him that question. So maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not worth it. You, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, uh. Uh, what was I gonna say? I can't, no, I'm not saying bargain. Um, you can't, uh, and I, I keep wanting to say negotiate too. You can't reason. You can't reason with Stallone. He he has his idea. I mean, I think it's though. I, I read in the in the trivia that he actually offered us uh, Mel Gibson the chance to direct the film, which would have been really fascinating to have an Oscar winning. Well, no, Stallone isn't an Oscar winning director. He's an Oscar winning screenwriter, screenwriter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gibson though did win an, a directing credit for uh, Braveheart, didn't he? An yeah, Oscar? I believe so. Yeah, so I mean, I love the idea of that of an Oscar-winning director doing an Expendables film. I think that would have been fantastic too. Um, 
the the Braveheart guy doing that one. And actually, if if he was doing if he was doing the Expendables three, there would have been a lot more torture in the film because he loves watching men get tortured. And well, just uh, watch the Passion of the Christ. That's just exactly. bloody as hell. Yeah, the the Passion Apocalypto had a lot of torture. Braveheart had some tor- had a lot of torture. The, the, those would have been this would have been an R rated film. Maybe that's why he declined directing it. He's like. I, I don't do PG thirteen, man. There's, there's just, <laughs> I, I need, I need, I need my torture kit out. I can't beat I, somebody with a cat of right. nine tails. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm sorry. It doesn't, you know. Where, where's Jim Caviezel? I need to get him in here and tor- tor- torture him a little bit more before we, before we start, before we start. The, you know, Salone's like, I can't afford Jim Caviezel. He's, he takes, he costs too. <laughs> Caviezel's too much money. I'm I'm already I'm already behind with with, with, with Willis asking for an Bring extra. Bring me another one of those Twilight kids. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who was the, who was the one that was in there? That the the pretty boy one or the, the 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 one that played the werewolf? I bet we could have him in there. He'd be good. <laughs> yeah. But he's got a stipulation that he can't have his shirt on for more than you know a couple <laughs> yeah. scenes at a time. No, I, I can't have the kids with the shirts off in this film. I'm, I'm the <laughs> one with the shirt off. I I got to show off my pecs every once in a while. Though he doesn't. I don't think he does take his shirt off in the film. He's just. Uh, no. Stallone? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But he I, did take off his sunglasses. Where, like in the second one, he was wearing his sunglasses through. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it him? Oh, Van Damme had on his sunglasses the entire time. But I think he had just had some surgery done. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, in the previous film, and um, what is it with these guys and their surgery too? I'm like, mm-hmm. God, surely you you just I'm like I'm looking at Stallone and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, it just breaks my Botox. heart. It looks like I told Brian, I was like, it looks like somebody put his face through a plate glass window, yeah. and he healed from it, but <laughs> but it just it, it's not quite right, you know. He, I I I think especially with Stallone, I, I I don't think he he handled aging well at all, and and maybe it's his mom because his mom never looked like she handled it well either. She she looked like she fought the the you know age. But, you know, I just can't imagine that it would have been that bad. Yeah, you know, just to. To go with it. it, I just don't think it would have been that bad for him. Yeah, I guess for him it it, it was that bad. I, mean, I think he would have looked fine, but yeah. he, you know, I guess it's just yeah. You know, it, for some reason, it always sticks out more on men like Kenny Rogers and Burt Reynolds. Yes, and, oh and, Kenny you know, Rogers, Van oh, Damme and Stallone. It's like it it always just shows mm-hmm. on them. And of course, you have the occasional woman like Nicole Kidman for a while there. She. Um, she first had some work done several years ago. It looked like someone stretched her, like pulled her ponytail really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. for a little while, and then her face kind of relaxed into mm-hmm. it, and you know she looks good now, I think. But uh, for some reason, to me, it really sticks out when men do it. Yeah. And I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Who, who's I thinking of that that looked really? You could just really tell. Um, but but yeah, the, the Kenny Rogers one. I saw that. Oh one. my goodness. <laughs> yes. I I if you I don't know if you watch Music Choice when you near the '80s channel Music Choice. Sometimes they'll play Lady because uh, I think it was 1980 mm-hmm. that one came out. And so you see the pictures of him then when you know when he was was current and relevant in, in at that time. Um, and and then like you see him in an interview now, and it's just like wow, that's him. That is Kenny Rogers. I you know I I, I don't know what to do with that. Um. And it, yeah, I it it's a very fascinating thing, like you know, because I mean, some guys like George Clooney, they don't seem to care, you know. Um, well, uh, Sean Connery, you know, they age well, and I don't know yeah. if Harrison Ford has ever had any work done. I mean, he kind of no. looks like a little. I, I told 
Brian or White. I was like, I just want to pinch his cheeks because he, he has a little basset hound cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think it's clear he's just going with it. But he looks great. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. go with it. And um, if you're a good looking guy, you're going to continue to be a good looking guy. You know, but yeah. you run the risk of messing yourself up if you, if, you know, you, you try too hard to hang on to it. Yeah. It's. It you know it's one of those things I think that they you know so Stallone I think more than any of them I think it just it uh the the whole aging thing really freaked him out um you know I mean I mean the other guy I could think of is um is is Dolph I don't know if he's had any work done but um you know I I think he's one it'll be interesting to see how he ages because he's he's about ten years younger than Stallone um but I mean he was like you know champion athlete and I notice when I watch his films now his his his, his fight scenes are a little bit slower than they used to be. Um, his his ability to, 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 to do the fights are a little bit uh, not as as clean as they were, um, so it'll be interesting to see because he had a really great scene in the first film with Jet Li. Um, that was a really nice one that the two of them uh, choreographed. So uh, very interesting to see going forward how some of these other guys are going yeah. to uh you know. It takes there... its toll, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty soon I swear, Van Damme after doing all those splits, he's not gonna be able to walk. Yes. You know, I mean, it just, it seriously takes its toll on your body after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I love Mel Gibson as a baddie, but, you know, I don't mind bringing back Van Damme as a baddie again either. I don't, you know, I don't see what's wrong with bringing these guys back if they're dead. I, no, I would love to, I would love to see him. I mean, hell, make him somebody else. I don't care. Yeah. I just, you know, but, I, mean, I just think it's fun to see them in the movies. What about this for for part four? Because I was trying to think. I was looking at part four, and I was saying I think the shelf life may be gone on this. Um, Smokey Robinson is pretty jacked up too, but his music is great. He he performs um around here. Well, like when he does shows, he still charges like seventy five bucks a show. But I would love to see Smokey Robinson in concert. I love Smokey Robinson, but um, but um, but no um. Uh, Where did that come from? Did that... Be- Beefy Beard said Smokey Robinson oh. was pretty jacked up too. <laughs> But he's, I mean, he was one of the greatest songwriters of the past, however many, I mean, it's so many, it tracks of my tears, I love that one, uh, cruising. But, I have um, seen him recently. Yeah, he, he, he played at Atlantic City down here, it was uh, 75 bucks a pop, otherwise Jen and I would have shot down there on the, uh, on the, the New, New Jersey Transit and, and checked him out. I think he was at Harrah's or one of those casinos. Casinos, but um, but um, but but before I got off track there a bit, um, we're talking about a, a part four, and I was trying to think of how a part four would work. And one thing I was thinking of is maybe like all the baddies from the first three to join together, you know, for like some really big baddie extravaganza. If like you had Eric Roberts and Man, Van Dam. Nobody does cry face like Eric Roberts. Oh, and he could do a good one, like talking about wanting his revenge. He could do it like maybe even like like telenovela style, right? Maybe even have it in Spanish while he's talking about wanting his revenge, right? He could be in Mexico, in hiding, wanting to get his revenge on Stallone, and he just says something in Spanish, and his his like he said, like he says, the big cry face comes out. But yeah, you know, he's he, he, all wet and, and yeah, it up, and it's it's just great. Oh, you know, put him with um. With, with with Van Damme and with uh, what's his face um, uh, uh, with, with Mel Gibson and maybe maybe even bring in some crazy guy like Jeremy Irons or somebody who like <laughs> like had their DNA and cloned them and brought them back to life as as you know um, I I don't know some kind of just you know or, or 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 Alan Rickman can you imagine Alan Rickman as like this 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 rich like like extreme billionaire baddie who brings these three guys back to life, 
you know. And, and of course, they, they, they plot against him or something. Who knows what happens? But that's what we need here. We need some kind of battle royale thing. And Stallone, if you want to go two hours with this group, I, I will do it. And, and then for the, the good guys, you got to stick with your core older ones. You know, bring back Rourke if you don't have a problem with him. You know, I, if you can't pay Bruce Willis, I understand. But you need to take that money that you're not paying Bruce Willis, and you need to get Cynthia Rothrock. You need to get Pam Greer. You know, we need the whole crew here. you got to come back strong after this one. because, And it needs to be R-rated. If you need to go NC-17, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Do they still have NC-17? Yeah, I think so. You Do- know, if... um. I- if he, if he brought back all those people, Bruce Willis would be a dumbass to not be involved. I mean, yes. I if they paid him at all, he, would, he should want to show up. Yeah. And you you want to be a team player. That's it. <laughs> and I want Ronda Rousey as a baddie, as Mel Gibson's henchman, and I want her choking out Kellen Lutz. That's <laughs> that's what I want. I want that to start my movie, and then from there, just go nuts. And I, I if he's going to get it, if he's going to do number four, it's got to be big because he, 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 he laid a dud in this one here. You know, kind of dropped the ball a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I mean, I thought part two was a dip, it was a step down from part one, but part three, it was it, like you said, he dropped the ball, and and we need we need him back. We need he's got to come back if he wants to bring it, um, because that was this this one this one yeah. If if, if he's gonna get us for a part four, he's really got to sell it. Otherwise, I I'm done with it. I can't I can't do it. I I, I don't want to see. The only way I'm seeing Kellen Lutz is if he gets a chokehold from Ronda Rousey. <laughs> that's it. So, so Jimmy, how about you? What, what were your thoughts? Over, same thing, right? You feel like this thing was a, 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 a ball drop. What, what would you say to somebody who sees it on on Netflix? I mean, is it? it I, the only thing I would say, oh, oh, Beefy Beard said Hulk Hogan as the baddie uh, with all the ra- the the racism. Yeah, he'd make great scenes with Hales- or Wesley Snipes too. Um, but um. You yeah, know, Hulk Hogan and Mel Gibson could team up and be racist together. Oh, the the, the dual racist baddies. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be good. But um, you know, this film seems to have what my what my dad always called the baseball uh, the, the, he had an approach to watching baseball games and the way he felt was um you you fall asleep by the 3rd inning, wake up by the 7th or 8th inning and you get the whole game. Well, yeah, cuz in the in, in reality it doesn't really matter what happens in the middle. Right. And if there are any like major highlights, you're going to catch them on the news later. So exactly. If exactly. anything crazy happens, like, I don't know, a fan, a Braves fan falls to their death again. Oh, um, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I it did. Was, That's horrible. <laughs> like, God damn. And Brian's like, maybe they should invest in railings. I'm like, they have railings. They have them. Yeah. It's just, uh, you, it's just that, oh, people. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I know. Um, but, you know, if something big happens, you can always catch the highlights on the news. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, as long as you get the beginning, see how good they're going. By the time the third inning comes along and you get the stretch, you, you have an idea, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to be in the lead. But then you can take a little nap for a while, come back, catch the end of the game, and then, you know, it's all good. Yeah. All and, good. And so this is, this is what I would call a baseball movie. Um, I think that's an excellent analogy, and I second that. Yeah. Um, because I love the beginning of this I, and the whole, um, I have fun with the whole part where we unleash Wesley Snipes and even up to the point where we're with Kelsey Grammer going, you know, I because I like him. But um, then that middle part just snooze fest. Yep. And then wake me up when it's time for the big battle. Yep, exactly. And that was it. That, that was it. So, um, you know, if you're on Netflix, I think maybe watching the beginning 
and then you know if you if you're on a Roku, you're on a uh, on your computer, you're on your phone, whatever. However, you're watching this, probably not on your phone because you go really want to go to the bathroom and come back. Go do go, some dishes and come yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> do your thing. Yeah, or, or even just hit that fast forward button and just skip right ahead to the point where where they're on a plane and um and Bandera says, "Who are those guys?" and and you're you're back in it. You're set to go. Um, otherwise, that's it. Um, and and you're you're all set. Um, but but otherwise, uh, oh, Beefy Beard said microchip in the brain of Rousey. That would be fantastic if they did the old microchip in the brain thing and, and brainwashed her so she was a baddie for the next film. That would that that's always a good move. I I remember uh, growing up there was a um, uh, Super Friends or, or Marvel superheroes cartoon where that happened to Captain America and he was a bad guy and I always hated watching that episode. I always thought that was like, you know, yeah, because it was just like you know everybody nobody knew everybody thought. Ba- Captain America was bad because he was doing all these bad things, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I want to go through the screen almost like a who's on first routine and just tell everybody, stop it, he's been brainwashed, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got a little dart in the back of his head, you gotta fix him, you know, you gotta, you know, but like I don't, when but, Superman was bad. Yes, exactly. That makes me sad. I, yeah, I don't. That, that is sad. But yeah. with her, that would be fun. I would. It would we, we'd <laughs> go for. Idea. We'd go for it. Well, Jamie, we went a little bit over, but uh, you know, it's up to you if you want to keep going. At this point, I, I'm going to have to cut this episode into two, no matter what, because we, we've gone over. But um, you know, it's been a few weeks, so so uh, Jamie, what have you been up to? Well, uh, today, just today, Gary and I for Cinema Beef podcast did an interview with Tom Holland, which mm-hmm. was really fun. We talked about uh, him writing Psycho Two and. Fright Night and Cloak and Dagger and the Initiation of Sarah and the Beast Within. I mean, we were just all over the place, just talking about everything. He got really in-depth about Fright Night mm-hmm. and uh, Psycho 2, especially. So, um, well, also some Cloak and Dagger stuff. And, and it was just, that was really fun. He was really gracious. He gave us an hour of his time. Wow. Which was very generous. And um, that was a lot of fun. So I'm glad I did that. So, um, People can check that out on a future episode of the Cinema Beef podcast, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you're a Tom Holland fan, I think you'll um, you'll definitely enjoy that. Other than that, um, we've got an evil episodes that we're going to be recording tomorrow night, where we're going to be talking about. And I'm I'm really excited about this. This was my idea, um, but you know we do TV on evil episodes. And there was a 1973 TV movie with Jack Palance as Dracula. It was the Bram Stoker's Dracula that was written by Richard Matheson and directed by Dan Curtis. Mm. And I loved this movie when I was a kid. I was all about it. And um, just Jack Palance, um, if you ever watched him growing up doing Ripley's Believe It or Not, mm-hmm. it was um, Ripley's <laughs> Believe It Joe. Uh, he used to always creep me out and then I would see this Dracula film and uh, you know now thinking back on it I can't wait to revisit it because um, thinking back on him I'm like god those facial expressions that he would do uh, I'm kind of picturing them going almost into comical um, but I'm really excited to see it I used to love it when I was a kid so we're going to be talking about that and then of course uh, Scream the Series has wrapped up. We're going to be talking about that and everything else that's on TV now. The new show, Fear the Walking Dead, we'll be talking about that. So you can catch up with all the latest TV stuff. And that's pretty much it that I've been doing podcast-wise. Other than that, I've just been working and 
and surviving this weird weather because it'll be in the 60s one day and in the 90s the next day and I don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> it's very confusing right. um, it's like the heat is way too close to Georgia and I'm like I don't want any of this you know because right. this sucks um, then we'll have some really nice cool days and then here comes the heat again and I don't know, I'm I'm ready for fall I I want October I want my Halloween I want my Halloween candy and my Halloween foods and my and my monster cereals you know I'm in the cool weather I am ready for fall I'm sick of summer so um, that's pretty much what's been going on we did go see Sinister 2 mm-hmm. in the theater that was not great uh, I really enjoyed the first one the but this one it just uh, I think it was lacking pretty severely. Um, we saw The Gift uh, with Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. That, I, I recommend that, that film. That was that was a good one. I don't think it's still... It might still be in the theater, but I don't know. And looking forward to going to see The Visit, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. I'm, I've heard good things about it. So, um, I mean, he's... It's been a while since he's made anything that wowed me, but you know I'm always willing to give him a shot because I do think he's talented. I'm not one of those people that groans whenever I hear his name. <laughs> I actually am looking forward to this. So that's about it. Well, that's I mean yeah. When you said M Night Shyamalan, I remember when he, when when I think the first one he did was The Sixth Sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember when when we first heard his name, my friend Petrowski and I would just like joke like we just thought that was the funniest last name Shyamalan so we just like Shyamalama ding dong and uh, Shyamalan and, you know and all of those and we thought we were <laughs> hilarious oh Shyamalama ding dong oh Shyamalan you know and, um, but but you know then then um, I but I, I actually I don't know if I've seen any of his movies because um, I never saw The Sixth Sense I never made it happen um, oh, well I mean he did have some really good ones I mean The Sixth Sense is excellent um the Unbreakable is really good. Mm-hmm. I happen to be a fan of Signs. Most people aren't, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked The Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, where that one was just, that one had people all up in arms. Like, <laughs> everybody was all pissed off about that movie. I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then it stopped right there. <laughs> I mean, he had some others after that, like Lady in the Water, but I didn't really care for that one. Uh, the Happening, I think, just sort of fell flat, and it was you know led by Wahlberg, so... Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Donnie. like, oh, no, don't kill me, bro. Yeah, talking to the trees. <laughs> right, you know? right. oh, Donnie, I'm in a movie where the, where the vegetables eat me. I don't know what I'm going to do, Donnie. Donnie, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's hot acting with a movie like this. Oh, yeah, he was, oh, man, goodness. Yeah, he's, he's um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have heard good things about this one. I didn't, it doesn't show it from the trailers, but it is apparently, I mean, it looks like, pretty much creepy horror in the trailers but it is apparently a horror comedy mm. there's a there are quite a few comedic elements but i've heard that first so um i'm kind of i'm anxious to see it i don't know do you ever watch youtube channels like um there's a youtube channel called good bad flicks mm-hmm. and I've, no, I've never um, heard of it um it's really good you should look it up cecil is the guy who runs that show and he talks about you would really I think dig it because he talks about crazy shit like <laughs> movies that um, he does do some mainstream stuff but he talks about stuff that nobody ever talks about as well and um, 
and some really just like he digs up some really fun gems and he does action movies he does horror movies he does you know he's kind of all over the place but um just look up good bad flicks and then kind of run through his catalog and see they're pretty short reviews that he does but they're entertaining anyway we usually agree like we're pretty much right on top of each other as far as opinions go it's rare that i don't agree with something he says and so he was talking about the visit and uh, gave it um he was very positive about it and mm. so that kind of makes me excited because i trust him so mm-hmm. yeah, i'm thrilled well that sounds you should cool. definitely see the sixth sense I know. Unbreakable. I think you'd get a kick out of Unbreakable. I know. Well, the Sixth Sense. It's like I, I get the whole. I see dead. When people make jokes, of, you know, like I see dead people. Like I, I, I know the joke. You know, and of course, at this point, I know the plot twist because everybody's already said it, right. however many right. millions of times. Um, so it's like I feel like I've seen the movie, even though I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, I, and it's funny. I don't know how I've made it this far without having seen it. So you know, it's just, uh, it's you know, M Night Shyamalan. I'll have to get in there and check it out. Now, as far as what I have had going on, it's a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of nada. Um, I have, um, I, I've barely been able to make our our, our, our podcast happen. Um, I would love to get on there and do some more blog posts. I'm hoping to get back at it soon. Um, you know, between when, when Jen and I went away, I had um. I kind of had to stack up, uh, stack up as much work as possible, but like I said, I was dealing with migraines the week before, and then we got back, and I was like trying to work enough, you know, at the end of the month with my job, so I had to like, you know, we get paid monthly, so you know, every hour I teach, um, you know, before the end of the month, as goes my paycheck at the, you know, this month. Uh, so it was like I, I, we got back from vacation on the 28th. I had to make the 29th, 30, you know, that the, the whole rest of the weekend, like cram as many classes in so it's like just been like this whole like oh my god i gotta get everything done uh, kind of deal um so so it was uh it, it's been a, a mess to try to get caught up with all kinds of work um from work because I, I left it behind so i'm hoping to get um get back at it uh maybe get some blog posts up soon but at the very least we got back in here i also realized that i had not put um the Roddy Piper episode in the archives yet. It's up on iTunes. It's on TalkShoe. Um, so it's there. If you subscribe to iTunes, you'd have it. But um, I realized I have not put it in the archives page yet. So it's been three weeks since that one has gone up. So uh, probably when I get this one up there, which will be a two-parter, of course, because it's so long, um, I will get uh, that the, the next. Uh, I'll get that Piper one up as well. So you'll at least have those on the archive page. Um, but remember, you can always go to the, the the main blog page to get the most recent episodes because uh, the moment I get them on TalkShoe, the uh, RSS feed goes up there as well. So hopefully we'll make that happen. Um, but hey, we we got back to night so so thank you all for listening for sticking with us a little longer um i figured you know we 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 went a little longer because we uh we had had uh had such a hiatus but it was fun to be back jamie and uh and chatting about movies again yeah i definitely missed it and uh i don't mind the chunky show to come back i think you know that made it fun we had a lot to say this is a film which we definitely didn't run out of things to talk about that's for sure yes yeah, this was a Noah Sides episode, an hour and a half with Noah Sides. I think we can go in the, the Guinness Book Except of World. Except for in the very beginning. We, right. we were off track for a little bit in the beginning, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. Right? That's what we do. That's what we do. We're, we're known for our <laughs> size, right? <laughs> all right. Well, well, again, thank you all for listening. Jamie, great to, to see you again, and, uh, and uh, look forward to our next show together. But uh, everybody, have a great night, and, and thanks for coming back. Yep, thanks, everyone. Thank you.
and privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. 